Happy weekend, everybody. Uh, here in the Keys, we are surviving a brutal tropical storm. Uh, as I'm saying that now, it's not very bad outside, but that's okay. And hopefully by Sunday, it's all gone. So, anyway, coming at you with some announcements here at Keys Vineyard. Hey, don't forget about our chosen group. Uh, it's not too late to join that. We're two episodes in, going on episode three. Uh, that's Tuesdays at 6 30. So it's a, a great group to be a part of. My dad just gave me a look. That's funny. What are we doing about the baby? The what? Child care. Child care. There is child care provided. Apparently this means child care. I, I don't think we're actually going to be doing that, but this, this is now child care. Okay. Very good. Also, next week on Wednesday night, we are doing our worship circle night. It'll be down on the floor, acoustic instruments. You know, if you have any kind of instrument at all, uh, bring it. Hopefully, you know, if it's a loud instrument, you can, you know, play and along. But uh, it'll be easy keys, easy chords, I promise. And, you know, we'll have a few keyboards set up and we'll get a, a bass figured out, too. But it's going to be a lot of fun. That's this Wednesday at 630. Uh, also coming up, we will be doing an OMY in September, I'm pretty sure. Uh, hopefully it'll be September 1st, uh, 6, 630. One of those times I'll have more info on that coming back soon. But OMY will be coming back in September. And didn't we have... Oh, yeah, right. Uh, keep checking out the On Tap at the Vineyard podcast. It's a, our new series. Uh, we're doing that Wednesday live stream only. Uh, that'll be going on Wednesday at 7. Pastor Georgina's up this week, so you won't want to miss that. Keep downloading the app. And uh, we are so excited to do church together. And uh, hopefully those of us that are here can stay dry. If you're watching online, enjoy your nice house. And let's get ready for church. Woo! Good morning, Vineyard Virtual Family. So glad to have you with us. We're getting ready here. We're going to jump into worship. It was great last night, so I'm sure it'll be really good this morning now that you're with us. And we'll hop into our series, Are You Ready? Got some interesting stuff to talk today about the power of life. So get ready. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I see that you braved storm Fred. Yeah. Yabba dabba do. <laughs> That deserved more laughter, guys. Come on. Flintstones are so old. No one remembers. <laughs> I remembered it. I don't mean that in a bad yeah, way. They don't play it anymore. Okay. I eat my words. Anyways, we're glad you guys joined us. Hope Wilma. You're in... <clears throat> I'm home. Are you home? Are you ready? Stop distracting me. <laughs> I haven't had my coffee yet. Jeez. Hopefully you're enjoying your coffee. I'm going to tell you what we will be attempting to do this morning, if all goes well. We're going to start things off with communion. Pastor Fran's going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. We did have so much fun last night. We're looking forward to doing it again with you all. After that, Pastor Georgina will come up and join the kids for a Bible verse up in the front. And then we'll dismiss them off to Sunday school. They'll all go into the Noah's Ark room. After which, we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. Before we do all of that... Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Settle on us, Papa. We're so eager for your presence, and we're so excited to see what you will be doing in our hearts and in our minds today. And we invite your presence to move deeper into us, that we can move where you have us. 
We join with the churches all around the world where your gospel is preached with this collet. Lord God, you demonstrate your almighty power most of all in showing mercy and grace. Give us such a measure of your mercy and grace that as we live by trying to do the next right thing, we may obtain your promises and share in your heavenly treasure. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Pastor Fran. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, This is my body given for you. Take and eat it in remembrance of me. Same I took the cup. It's the last night of the Passover celebration. Cups of place and sanctification and poured and celebrated. Jesus took the third cup, shook up redemption. He said, This is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. There with his friends that night, Jesus gave us the lasting organs for remembrance we call communion, the Lord's Supper. He said, From now on, we get together and partake in this meal. I want you to remember me. Says so his friends gave us morning. We too can partake in this meal. The bread and the cup, the bind of the Lord. We remember, give thanks. Remember all Jesus has said and done and promised to do. Remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. Remember how he died and rose again. Remember all in thanksgiving that he's coming back soon. So on this table the elements of communion. The bread and the cup, the bind of the Lord. Table's open this morning to all who believe. Says so we worship and you feel led by the Spirit. Go eat, drink, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Fran. So we're going to enter into our time of worship now, and I would encourage us all to, to sing and to participate. If you're joining us online, please do the same. Sing out in your living rooms. Chat hallelujah. Amen. If we're here now, I can hear you guys join us, so please sing along. We'll see the lyrics pop up all over the place. You're welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. We are children of God.
Jesus Christ, open the heavens. 
was the blood of life. Glory to His name. Sing that again. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. There to my heart was the blood of life. Lord, you are so good, God. We love you and we thank you for this time of worship in your presence. And Lord, as we're here in your presence, I would ask that you would be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us. God, use those words to stir up our hearts towards you. Holy Spirit, I would ask that you'd be with those working with our children today at this service in 9.30 and 11. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your holy name I pray. Amen. And amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? And Margaret, how are you? Is Ellie here too and your big sister and your big brother? So exciting. Okay, so today, guess what we're going to learn about? Jesus gave John a vision of himself, and Jesus told John to write things down, right? That he was going to write things down to send to the churches, seven churches, like this, like five fingers here and two fingers there seven churches okay and jesus told the churches hey guys don't forget about me right and be careful right because it's people that want to teach you wrong things right and mostly he commended them for the good things they were doing but he was always like watch out make sure that your love for me is pure right and he told them this in revelations 3:20. here i am i stand at the door and knock and if any and if you oops if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come eat with that person and they with me. Yeah, Jesus wants to be a part of us all the time, right? He wants us to always remember him. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Okay. You guys ready to repeat after me? Okay. Awesome. Revelation. Revelation. 320. 320. Here I am. Here I am. I stand. I stand at the door. At the door and knock. Knock. If anyone, if everyone hears my voice, hears my voice and opens the door, who opens the door? I will come. I will come. Eat with that person. Eat with that person. Very good. And they with me. They with me. Excellent job. Oh my goodness, you guys did that so perfectly well. Look at that, and you get a perfect. Do you have a kitty? Yeah. Do you have a kitty? Cool. I want to I know. Isn't it cool? Wait, why are awesome. We have a doggy at home. You, you do have a doggy. Yeah, I, have a doggy. I know. 
Oh, it was so hey, cute. Hey, Pastor Georgina. Yes, sir. Before you pray for those lovely twins. Yeah. No favoritism here, thank you. Those are two of my grandbabies. Another one of my granddaughters is having a birthday. And that's Avery over there. Yes, and she she finally hit double digits. And we want to sing her happy birthday. And also, it's my lovely bride's birthday, too. Alice's birthday. Yeah. And she's not in double digits. No, yeah. That would be weird. So, uh, can we sing them happy birthday? Will you guys help? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Avery and Alice. Happy birthday to you. Yay, good job. All right. <laughs> good job. All right, guys, so we're going to pray for you. You guys ready? All right. I know, it's so lovely. All right, let's bow our heads and we'll pray. It's okay. I will help you. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord God, for our children, Lord. We pray protection over them, Lord God. We pray that they will feel the great love that you have for them, Lord God, and that they will know, Lord, that you are coming back soon. In Jesus' name. Okay, cool. Let's go back, okay? Ready? I love uh, hearing children say amen. I do. I always, I get the biggest kick out of it. Uh, very cool. Welcome to the vineyard. Glad you survived, uh, Fred. And now we've got, uh, we've got grace to look forward to, which sounds kind of funny, but it's a good, you know, yay. So, uh. That's uh, heading our way, but God is faithful. Thanks to those of you joining us online. If you're a first-time guest or visitor, just this is for you for the next few seconds. What just came up on the screen is a QR code. It means if you point your smart device at it with the camera on, don't take a picture of it, but if you do that, it will sort of pop this little thing onto your screen, and that one will give you access to our digital Connect card. And what we would ask you to do is, if you were willing, uh, if you're a first-time guest or visitor, please go ask for your name your phone number and your email address. And what happens over the next uh, 30 to 45 days, something like that, you will get a couple of texts and a couple of emails from us, and then it will stop. And it's just a way to get connected. And if you would take a moment, fill it out for us. After the service, if you haven't gotten one before, go back to guest services and get a first-time gift. Okay, we have those for all of you. So we would appreciate you doing that for us today. We're going to continue on. Uh, in a series we're doing called Are You Ready? Uh, we spent a lot of time in this. Uh, I told you that um, I'll be wrapped up at verse uh, chapter uh, lesson 21, although as I was praying this week, I'm going to do an outro. And then they were, my guys were saying, why, why don't you just call it 22? I said, well, I said I'd be done at 21. So uh, <laughs> I got something I needed to add to tie it all in. But that happens as we go. I can only give you my best guesses as we go. This is a series about hope, 
be prepared, be ready to give a reason for the hope that you have. And we started um, back in Revelation or up in Revelation 21 with maybe looking at things a little differently than perhaps we have. That um, our hope is, and what we understand from Revelation 21, that at some point when Jesus returns, heaven comes as well. New Jerusalem comes down and heaven and earth are joined back together again. And that this was the design of God from creation when we had the picture of the cosmic temple, a place where heaven and earth met, and God dwelled with us, and we reflected his image, and we partnered with him and had vocation, and we're returning to that at some point. That's going to happen again. Um, it got off track uh, at the fall, but there was a plan in place right after that. We see it, the crimson thread of redemption, and we watch it weaving through the scripture all the way till the end. And And as we can look at that thread of redemption then, we understand the reason for the hope that we have. And uh, my my hope is that having listened to this many weeks, those of you have, you have lots of reasons for the hope that you have now, and you understand it a little differently. Well, uh, I want to dig in today into something that's uh, pretty important, and, and so we're going to, last week we talked about the good news, and um, I'm going to build on that today and deepen that a little, uh, and uh, we're going to talk about the power of life and uh, how how amazing that is. For us. So that's coming. Bad jokes. These were quite bad. Which brings a little smile to my face. Singing in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth. And then it's a soap opera. I had this thought the other day. A worm seems really like a pretty crummy reward for getting up early. Just more of a thought. How do you make a water, this is the last one, how do you make a waterbed bouncier? Spring water. Now, I, that was funny to me because back in the day, in the 80s, Alice and I had a, one of them waterbeds. And the uh, funny thing was that, so when I roll over at night, I'm fairly aggressive in the way that I do it. I kind of, yeah, yeah I kind of, I don't just calmly roll over. And... Um, there were several occasions where, upon me rolling over, I would hear, hey, boom, thump. <laughs> and I had actually blown her out of the bed. <laughs> and so, uh, True story. after the third one of those occasions, we no longer had a waterbed, as I remember it. <laughs> yes. so, you, were, you were a little bigger I, in those yes, days, yes. so it was quite the stories from our past, huh? That's good. We good. have... Let's, we got them. We got them. Stories from We past. do. That's right. Can you? So, and I, I, we'll talk about this next weekend. But you know, next weekend, yeah, we will be celebrating our 39th 39 wedding anniversary. Years. <laughs> and there's yeah. right now they're saying, you, "What you don't look that uh, Exactly. And none of them were saying that. I know. That. It's not <laughs> so true. It, it it's been a quick 39 years, yeah. right? Let's let's press into Papa and get spiritual for a minute, shall we? Before we read the word. Papa, you're so good to us, and we are grateful today to come before you, to worship you, and to get filled again. Lord, I pray today that as we learn about the power of life, Lord, it would flow through us. Father, help us to be better imagers every day of who you want us to be. Bless us, us, everyone here today, Father, and all of us listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? 
The text today is out of the book of Galatians. This is the Apostle Paul. It's chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Blessed be the word of God. Y'all can be seated. I've, I, uh, I've left that passage up there. We're going to talk about it. That is a fascinating passage to me. And uh, having, you know, obviously read it a lot, and, and it, I can remember reading it at first and trying to figure out what was he talking about? What does Paul mean by that? Um, I no longer live because I, that didn't seem to make sense to me because I certainly was, you know, living at the time and, and now there's, there's something else going on. And, and so how do we sort of figure this out and tie this in to our hope and understand some of the scriptures? Cause Paul says things like that fairly often. What does that really mean for us? And, and what does that look like? And, and how does that all fit back into the good news and the gospel that we have? This amazing, you know, good news that we talked about last week changes everything in us and how wonderful all that is. So, uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'm, I'm going to take two weeks and tie back into what we started in the very beginning of this series when I talked about um, the, the motivations of the enemy. Do you remember I said that, that as you, and I challenge you to look, in your own life, uh, how two things were impacting you because they impact everything that we understand. And those two things were greed and fear. And I said that if you'll step back a little and begin to look at culture, you'll notice that those two things are really driving everything. They're, they're the things behind all of the systems and everything that are in place because the, the enemy, the little g-god of this world and age, is, is you know, influencing all those things. And that those are his two big motivations, our greed and fear. And I said, so we need to be looking at where maybe we're operating in those emotions. And then ultimately what I said was, but Jesus has given us a different motivation, and that motivation is love. That the, the motivation in the kingdom of God is all about love, and, it, and that causes us to look much differently. And when you begin to look at Jesus' life that way, and you can see how he, he's reacting in situations. It's because fear and greed don't mess with Jesus. Love. And, and so he's always coming out of this place of love, which is fascinating. Uh, and uh, is really what we need to be heading towards as citizens of the kingdom and what that looks like. Well, at the cross, and remember, so the, the good news, the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, was buried, and then was raised again according to the scriptures. That, that, that pictures the event at, surrounding the, the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. And in that amazing thing, uh, that Jesus has dealt with something significant, and what he's done is, he actually overcame sin and death. And, and if you tracked with me in way back in the beginning of this series, when I talked about greed and fear, I said those are, those are the, that's the power of sin and the power of death. And that those two things entered the world at the fall. That's before then, they weren't something that needed to be dealt with. And then because of the fall, those were very real things that entered at that point in time, the power of sin. 
and the power of death. And so I want to talk about those two things over the next two weeks. And today I want to talk about the, the power of death first. And then we'll work back and we'll talk about the power of sin. And how, how Jesus has defeated death. And, and that's what Paul is getting at in many of the passages that he uses. Now, one of the things that I, I have to encourage you to do is to um, understand in, in the time the Bible was written, um, they thought about death a little bit differently than we do. Because when, when we talk to, when we think about death, generally what we think of is kind of a, it's the time when our biological system shut down and we, we cease, we have no more biochemical processes going on. And we consider that death. But in the ancient world, uh, they would consider death, and that's why I often call it a power. It was a, a sort of power unleashed in the world, a spiritual power that was in the world. The power of death. And this was a power that the enemy had dominion over. And so you have to think about our enemy, you know, is um, is death and darkness, kind of. That's his thing. The opposite of Jesus, who is light and life. And the good news, as we talked about last week, the the gospel message um, is that it challenges the enemy's dominion over us in those areas. uh, and, And ultimately, because Jesus deals with death and sin, he overcomes those two powers. And because they're overcome, um, we're, we're released from the dominion of the enemy. We change sort of the kingdoms that we live in. We go from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life. So Jesus has to come, and what he has to do to rescue us, remember the whole thing is a rescue mission, is to rescue us from sin and death, greed and fear. That's what he's coming to do. And he does this, he defeats death with the power of life, the power of life. Now, that, that, that rescue, he's rescued us, uh, Colossians 1.13, um, from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. And he's going to accomplish this. He's going to overcome death with life. Now, he, Jesus teaches about this, this power of life often, but we hear it in a different way than we, we might have understood it. Because Jesus often talks about eternal life. And when I say eternal life, I have the thought that most of you think about some point down in the future. The afterlife, if you would. The, the what comes next. That would be my eternal life. But that's, that's kind of how we've understood it. But it's not exactly what's going on. When he talks about eternal life, he's talking about a life from eternity. Uh, and... And that this life from eternity is disrupting the power of death in the present. Something has happened already. So that uh, the way this impacts us as followers of Jesus isn't just in the sweet by and by. Something has happened now because of what Jesus has done. Because the way that he's come, he's somehow managed to overcome death already. And for those of us who believe something has changed, we, we like uh, Jesus, have already entered into somehow new creation in form. We're now, the kingdom is here, but not fully here, because something is different. So, so when he talks about eternal life, he's talking about this life from eternity that has already begun to change things. John 1, 9 through 13. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, 
to those who believed in his name. Remember, that's a gospel thing we looked at last week. Receive and believe. Believe and receive. He gave the right to what? Become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor of a human decision or husband will, but born of God. Something has happened because Jesus has come and and he has disrupted the enemy's dominion. The enemy rules um, through the power of death, power of sin, fear, and greed. But Jesus arrives with the power of life to overthrow the power of death and to restore creation to its intended design. So now that you sort of know where this is headed and, and where it was, um, you, you get to begin to see that he's, he's done this already and that, that somehow Jesus has started these things right now in the present. Something is different when you begin to follow Jesus. Something in you changes at that moment. And so Jesus has done something, and what he's done is he actually delivers us from the power of death by taking us through death with him. And this is something we just got to kind of begin to think and ponder. But when you think that way, uh, you begin, the scripture will begin to open up to you as to what really took place there at the cross. It was more than we have often imagined. And so we need to look at the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus and talk about that again and how those, uh, that, the, that accomplished for us the defeat of the power of sin and the power of death. And so it starts with the idea of this, because Jesus brings the power of life, the power of life could not be overcome by death. That's what you need to get. And so, so when Jesus comes, he doesn't, he doesn't skirt the power of death or come up with a shortcut. He walks through it, basically unscathed, and actually comes out of it upgraded on the other side. See, when we start talking about Jesus, um, and, and when he's resurrected, he's not a, a former shadow of himself. He's, he's a better self than he was. Because this new resurrected body, the, the first, uh, what's going to happen is different. And remember, the, his guys recognize him, but they don't recognize him. And they make a point, and if you read John, the last couple of chapters in John, that, that Jesus eats, and yet can go in and out of you know, closed rooms. Uh, and that he can be in front of him, and the next minute he's not in front of him. And it's not that he's less than, he's more real than anything else. I, I know that's a hard sometimes thing for us to grasp, but don't think of, when, sometimes I think when we think of spiritual things, we think of less than real. Like many of us were probably influenced by Casper the Friendly Ghost. Uh, now some of you weren't because you don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> there are enough of you in this room that get it. That, and we, we think of spiritual things often as less than. That's why they can kind of go through walls and doors and we have all these. Bad, but it's not. It's, it's like what happened with Jesus, he's more real than everything else at that point. So it's like, have you ever seen really, really thick fog anywhere? You ever been in a, in a moment when, and it, it literally looks solid almost. It's that thick. That's the kind of fog I'm talking about. But when you get to it, it's not thick. You, it doesn't stop you because you're more sort of real in a sense than the fog. All right? You can go right through it. Well, there's something about the resurrected body that, that is different and, and is no longer bound by the things we're bound by and actually moves between heaven and earth quite easily. And I've told you that's not, don't, see, we always have that, millions of miles away, they overlap, 
And Jesus is the first one in this new resurrected body that can go just go back and forth when, whenever it suits him. And that, that will be us. That's, there's a connection and we can just move into everything the way that we're supposed to. Well, well, that's what happened. Jesus is the first. Some people say, well, didn't Lazarus get raised from the dead? He did, but he didn't get a new body. He's going to die again. How about the other? There's others, numerous others that were raised in the scripture back to life. They died again. All right. But not Jesus. Why? The power of life overcomes the power of death. And so um, he somehow brings those of us who believe with him on this journey. And he's doing something as he's walking to the cross. He's praying. And if you get a chance, go back and read in John. You can read these several chapters, 14, 15, 16, 17. Jesus praying for his disciples and things that are happening. And he says this prayer. He says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am. And to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you've loved me before the creation of the world. And in effect, Jesus is somehow praying then, Father, I'm going to take them with me even on this journey to the cross and resurrection. They're coming with me. I want you to let me take them with me. And so in some ways, he actually, and you need to begin to think that he takes us to the cross with him. He takes us through resurrection with him. And, and he comes out different on the other side, and because we go through with him, we come out different as well. Something has changed in us. And, and in some way, that power of death has no longer a hold on us because we have already died with him. And, and this is throughout the New Testament, this idea. So now these passages begin to make sense. I have been crucified with Christ. I've already done it. I've gone there with him. And, and so I no longer live. That's what Paul's saying. But now diff, something's different. Christ lives in me. The Holy Spirit has come and dwell. I'm a different person now. I'm, I'm already somehow new creation. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Somehow he took me with him. He took all the mess there. He did it in his body. But somehow he's taken me with him through the journey. For you died. Colossians 3, 3. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. That's good. You know, if you don't think about that in, with some sort of context, that's a weird statement. Well, you died. Well, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. You did. When you came to know Jesus, because you went with him on this journey, and the power of death was defeated in you. Romans 6, 5. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, that means we did it with him. That's what Paul's saying. We'll, we'll certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. So because that's happened, so will this promise of what's taking place and all that's going on on the journey. And, and so so Jesus has taken us with him on this movement through the cross and resurrection and all that he's done so that the power of death no longer has a hold on us. And the way that we we receive that is by faith. We say, because Jesus did it, he's done it, I've done it with him, that's me too. And that's where verses like this then make sense. We use this, I talk about this all the time, because the change that comes in us is we, we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved, because he did that for you. It's with your heart that you believe and are justified. It's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So we step into Jesus did by just saying, yes, that was me too. And so it's not something we earn, not something we work for. It's something that happened for those of us who come and, and follow Jesus. And all of a sudden we realize that he, what he's done, he's done for us as well.
And so he sets us free from the power of death. So we join with him, and, and because of what he's done, everything has changed for us, and he's brought us then into this eternal life. We, we're now the beneficiaries of the power of life. It's changed us already now. Because of what he's done, somehow we have entered eternity early. And see, this, is, this whole series about hope has got to do with thinking a little bit differently about what's happening because too often we've settled for this idea that we're just kind of scraping by now until we get to go to heaven. And that's the great reward. And that's all we owe. Well, I know Jesus. I'm going to heaven. Good. I'm just waiting. And, and it's not. And, and when the more people think about that, and I, and I told you this throughout the series. I'll have people to come and say, I think it might be boring. You're missing the whole curve because that's not the end point. You are not going to end up on a cloud playing a harp. I promise. And yet, and I get there are times when life can be so difficult. You're like, please. <laughs> but it's because it's a fallen world, right? And, and so... When we realize okay, there's a time, you know, that whole idea is real where, where we will we will somehow be with Jesus until he returns. If we die before he comes back, uh, you know, if, we, if this body physically does stop. But we continue with him. Your eternal life is, is already happening and it happens at the moment that you come and ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of our lives. And, and somehow what he's done by what's happened is he's taking us already, uh, and, and made us people of eternity, people of this eternal life, but still living in the present. And so your life is already changed. When you ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life, you began your eternal life and everything is different and you have to start thinking that way. We're not just waiting for something down the road. Things are different already. We're changed. Things are different. Because of his great love for us, God, this is Ephesians 2, 4, and 6, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you've been saved. And God raised us up, and it's like he's done this already. He's already raised us up with Christ and seated with us, seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Now, I used to read that without context. What in the world is he talking about? How could that happen? I'm not, I'm not seated in the heavenly realms with Jesus. Not what I feel like. And yet, that's the reality of what's happened. Because of what Jesus has done, we're already connected with him. Uh, and, and, and again, I used to think about heavenly realms, and I always used to think, it's a million miles away. It's not. They're overlap. And, and, and so we are already connected with him in this way. And because Holy Spirit is, is with us, we, it's, it's an amazing connection. At some point, there will come a time when we'll get one of those new bodies that Jesus has. And, and we'll be able to, you know, do, do everything that we need to do. But it's already in some manner happened. Your eternal life has already begun on this journey. And so what's happened is we're freed from death by being made alive with Christ. And so we're people from eternity who are alive in the present. And and that thinking will absolutely change the way that you move through life. Because there's something about the thinking that I'm just going to push through for this many years and go to heaven that that really steals life from you because you're you're not 
uh, sort of living in the hope that, that we have this forever time with God. Our vocation has already begun. And the things that we do now somehow make a difference forever. The things that you do already, because you're an eternal being, God will use forever on this whole situation. And, and, and so um, we have to begin to live that way. And so what I want you to think about is this. Okay, so what, what are the implications of that for me? If, if life is more than just waiting for something in the future, and we've got some amazing hope coming, and you know, it gets better and better, but somehow it's already happened. Somehow I've already been set free from the fear part of the enemy's control over me. He's already turned, I'm already different because of Jesus. I'm entering in a different way. What does that look like for me? What does that mean for me? How might I change some of the ways that I'm living when I really get a hold of this deal that, that my eternal life has begun and that I can trust him and that, that he wants to partner with me already? And so I want you to think about that. And then next week, what we're going to do is I'm going to talk about how he defeated the power of sin. And he uses death to do it. It's fascinating. All right? And how those things tie together. So if you want a sneak peek, you can look at Numbers chapter 21 and get ready for that. But, but remember that. We've been pushed into eternity early, um, sort of while still in our mortal bodies. And, and that's making a huge difference in the way things happen. So, and, and don't hear me. There's a point when you will transition out of this one. Okay, and if it happens before Jesus comes back, there's some there's some heaven time, but then everything gets renewed and restored, and we press on from there. So very cool stuff. Um, people from eternity alive in the present. I like to think about that, what that means, and what that looks like. All right, that's enough. Alice, why don't you come, and we'll just pray for a moment and listen for the Lord and Papa. Um, we're grateful kids. That, that you have made it possible for us to be reconciled to you and to be your children. And that you love us so much that, that we can see it clearly throughout the scripture, how you've pursued us because you want to dwell with us. And that how often we've gone our own way and done our own thing. And, and yet, you've, uh, you've just always pursued us and invited us back. And then the, you, you loved us so much that, that all of the mess that was a process of, uh, or an outcome of those bad choices we made, you took on yourself. And then you defeated death and rose again so that we might have life with you forever. Papa, help us to appreciate what that means, to, to be set free. From, from um, sort of a life-stealing type thinking that the enemy would love to keep us under. But to engage in what it means that we've been crucified with you and that we no longer live, but that you, the life we live, we live by faith in you and that it's an amazing and wonderful and glorious life and that it makes a difference. And, and Lord, I, I just think that, that God would, would um, if, if you've been sort of in this place of weariness and fatigue and worry, uh, that, that God just wants to sort of break some of that off of you today. 
And to give you the idea, once again, to, to give you this hope that, that you do matter and that you do make a difference. And, and uh, to sort of let go of some of that, I just want to be whisked off into heaven thinking. And to realize that, that it's all different than that and that, that God has a plan and a purpose for you now that will bring you life. And that what you've been missing is that the enemy's been stealing that life from you. And just, Lord, I pray that you would break off any of that mess off of people right now who need to be set free from that. That they would realize what you've done and be set free from, from that sort of power of death right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Pray that for all of us today. And what the Lord gave me to share with you today is kind of what Steve just prayed. And um, as I was praying this week, I felt like someone came in or maybe many of you came in with that weariness and heaviness and fatigue and almost like a suffering. And the Lord asked you just for today, just for today, really believe that I love you. Just for today, take that in. And then I saw him bend down and whisper in your ear, it's always today. That's, that's what I hear. Amen. I like that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. It all starts with Jesus. I read the scriptures today. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. That's how this journey starts. That's where the freedom comes. That's where everything happens. If you've never done it, do it today. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? And that changes everything. (laughs) I love that. I'm sorry. Whose children are those? Ours. Oh, good. Thanks, church, for your generosity. You're amazing. Um, Thank you for your faithfulness to your giving, your offering, all those things. God bless you guys. Let's sing doxology and we'll dismiss. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Remember, we thank you for five things encouraged. Two people, so we can get one lost child back to dad. Please go out these doors. They'll be open for you. Give each other plenty of room on the way out. God bless you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thanks for watching online. God bless you guys. Next week, uh, power, how, how Jesus uses the power of death, or takes the power of death and defeats it with, um, how he defeats sin with the power of death. That's what I wanted to say. And we can't fix that, for a living. Can't fix yes. that in post-op either because there's no such thing. So. Have a great week, everybody. Open your Bibles. Read it. Read yes, it. Yes, read it. All right. Bye-bye.